Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back, back again. And I am once again in the driver's seat. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if Pat's just tired or hasn't watched what we've watched or, uh, you know, it's just like you do it. <laughs> it's me, BJ. I am here with Eric. Hello. And super special guest, Joel. Hello. Um, we are here to talk about Dimension 20's Dungeons and Drag Queens. Um, I personally have just gotten a dropout account as of like last week. Um, and it's mostly, one of the best streaming services to get. Honestly, especially for, especially yeah. for the price. Yeah. Yeah, for the price. Um, uh, uh, half of the people that are involved with it are. Uh, from the college humor days, like I know everybody, it's very queer positive. Um, my friend Chris has been on one of the game shows. It's it's he's yeah. been on two of the different shows. Has he was he on two of them? Uh, see, the, and that's one, the other reason why I was like, I need to get it. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's absolutely fantastic. I'm having a blast with Dungeons and Drag Queens. I haven't completely finished the campaign, um, but the two of you have. So, uh, because our producer and overlord, uh, <laughs> Pat, is not here to um, take control, I am going to actually change up the format, ladies and gentlemen. I am uh. changing the format. Um, yes. Right? I, I see. I need the. I what I need is the. Um, I need the. Uh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Changing the format up. Um, so we're going to talk about what we loved about it. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to dream draft our um, our perfect or neck or season two. Because I haven't heard any rumblings about a season two of Dungeons and Drag Queens. I know there are already two seasons past Dungeons and Drag Queens. And for those of you that don't know, we are talking about a season of Dimension 20, uh, which is on Dropout TV. And it is headed by Brennan Lee Mulligan, uh, who plays the uh, Dungeon Master or Game Master, GM, uh, for this for this series. And I believe Dimension 20 is where um, um, 
Vox Ma- Legend of Vox Machina nope. came from. No, nope. that's a different one. Okay, Separate. good. <laughs> that's that's a different one. Okay, yes. that's um, that's Critical Role. That's Critical yes. Role. I, I, I do. They, you guys know which ones came first? Uh, um, critical Role, I think, did. Yeah, it was a pod. It was a podcast. It's a podcast mostly, right? No, it's video. It's both. So it, okay. it is video. They turn into a podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. I think. Critical Role came first, but Dimension 20 has their own unique style because it's not live like Critical Role was. Mm-hmm. And they tend to do like the um, miniatures that like show up. Like they do a little more production design. Yeah, I yeah. definitely, I definitely think the production of, of <laughs> like actually sitting down and watching it because I've only watched Dimension 20 in like scenes, like little yeah. like reels mm-hmm. and TikToks <laughs> and stuff. So like actually watching it, yeah, they put forth some fucking effort on that, the set pieces and everything. Um I appreciate that they do the um uh they do when it's like a major character or an important character, they do like a little drawing that the pops character up. Card. Yeah. <laughs> the the undead twink. So like yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's great. And I'm actually very excited because I know I've listened to a couple seasons of Critical Role. Um yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm actually very excited to kind of get more into Dimension 20. So um but that being said, uh this season of Dungeons Drag Queens, we have Jujubee who plays the Fae Twyla, Alaska who plays Princess, the Orc the orc princess absolutely love it uh we've got bob the drag queen as the witch gertrude monet exchange as troyan the half mer person assassin and then we've got the gm brennan so it's honestly it was uh i I really appreciated the fact that it was four group and a lot of them i think all of them were playing for the first time uh so in the like adventure party, actually Monet and uh, Alaska had played Dungeons and Dragons before, like but years ago, okay. um, like when they were very very young. So Bob and uh, Juju B were the newest to it, uh, yeah. in terms of playing. Okay, and did they say what level they were starting at? Because I feel like they were definitely starting out at a higher level. Uh, I, don't I don't remember. Think they announced that. Walk on. Uh, I, I, I was can... just going by the spells, like because the some of the spells I was like. I definitely, I didn't, I didn't know what edition they were playing either, but I was like, definitely some of the spells. I'm like, mm, that is definitely a level. A lot of their more. games are homebrews. Oh, okay. So, yeah. As and, far and, as like spells and stuff. And it imagine since like these are newer, like air quotes, newer players, uh, they probably did start them at higher levels, so they would have cooler things to do because you don't want to be like, hey, we're going into this fantasy world and you can only do three, <laughs> two or three things. Cantrip, cantrip, cantrip. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much me if I play spellcasting class. I'm like, what cool thing can I do with mage hand like <laughs> what what annoying weird thing can i do with this like cantrip spell level zero <laughs> like, so you, did, you know um, the I, wiki i'm looking at says they started at level five okay yep that i was gonna say it had to have been four or five because i think um monet had walk on water or something a water walk <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah so, so to use. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> So, um, so without further ado, Joel, I think we'll start with you. What were what were your highlights for this season? What did you love most about it? I think what I loved is this um, kind of sense of exploration that you got because they were new. Again, like 
yes, Monet and Alaska had played before, but they were not, they hadn't done it in years. Like this was a new experience for them. And I think the thing that I really loved was watching them learn and get into it as it went along. Um, Cause you could tell like at the beginning, they were a little scared. They were a little unsure. They didn't really understand like how this was supposed to work. Like was this theater of the mind? Like, how do you, how do you, how does this come to life? But as it goes along, you can see them really getting into it, getting invested, getting scared. And like, it was just such a joy to watch. Um, and I really loved it. I, I, um, especially Jujubee, as chaotic as she was the entire <laughs> run. I will say new players are the most chaotic players, especially if they get into it. And she was chaotic in the best way possible. I just absolutely. And just how dramatic she was. I'm <sighs> The tear and like, <laughs> it, so you haven't, here's the thing, BJ, you haven't gotten to the most dramatic part um, because the end is centers around her and is um, very emotional. Um, and I, I kind of don't want to spoil it for you because I, I want you to get there and find out what happens. Um, but yeah, I just, like, I think of like, um, there's that first moment with Jujubee at the beginning when like Brennan has her like establish her character's background and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm with a squirrel. His name's Alvin. <laughs> and like, Bob <laughs> has to be like, hold on. If we say it, it's real. It makes it that Brennan's like, yes, if you say it, I will roll with it. <laughs> it's canon. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so you get things like Mark Ronson being in the world <laughs> at one point. R.A.P. Uh, uh, Mark Ronson. Yes. I was... <laughs> it's just, it's, it was just such a joy, I think. And I think it made it such, it made it so fun. Like, yes, it's great when like the players are experienced and they're just in it, but there was something just such a joy to watch. And it was so fun and so cool to kind of get to watch. Um, and then there's like great moments. Like um, in the first adventuring party, Alaska looks at Brennan and goes, Hey, can we die? And Brennan has to explain to them like, yeah your character can technically die <laughs> like and so it's like i think in that moment they all realize and they're like oh shit <laughs> and like you kind of see that sink in i just I, I i don't know i just had a blast watching that kind of whole interaction and just watching them all grow um also i <laughs> i loved all their characters i think across the board they all created great characters from monet who has this like really deep and rich backstory to bob who has like this neurotic character that like at first you think bob is going to play really cool but you find out it's just a really anxiety ridden woman who is afraid to kind of live her life <laughs> oh my god yeah i bob was absolutely hilarious this whole thing like especially with the dramatics the dramatics <laughs> and brennan was like in awe of yeah. all of 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 Bob's like dramatics, like when she's when she's like in like uh, doing the um, uh, I can't remember what spell it was, but she's just like black smoke comes out of my nostrils <laughs> and moves forward and goes into his ear, and like and just yes. the whole the whole thing with Bob, like Bob being overly dramatic is probably my favorite Bob of all time. And this was nothing but Bob being the most dramatic character, yes. the most dramatic neurotic character they could play. Yes. And if they hadn't specifically said in Adventure Party that they had not played D&D before, I would not have guessed that because yeah. they seemed very adept at when to use spells and certain things and just how to live in the world and uh, push the story forward. 
I, I think you could definitely tell if like you're a person who's like very like numbers ba- like, like, like uh, you get annoyed if someone asks like how to add things like there was definitely moments where all of them were like which one do I add again which one yeah. is this what is this how does that work um, so if like you're kind of annoyed by people being like that yeah you might get a little frustrated but I think like it balances out because they're so invested in the story. And like, you know, BJ, you talked about with like Bob, like every time Britain was like, describe it to me, Bob's like, okay, this is what is happening. <laughs> uh, but then you have like on the opposite end, you have Alaska who is like, Britain's telling this whole like family history and Alaska's like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. You did it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you did the thing. Um, yeah. And I, and I actually, it was really nice seeing Brennan light up like that. Like, because Brennan's very like Brennan, holy crap. I get this man an Emmy for the love of God. Cause like, yeah, like every time Bob did something that would like Brennan, like anytime any of them did something that like surprised Brennan, he yeah. was overjoyed. But Bob, like any time Bob wanted to do something dramatic, Brennan was like, do it, do it. Yes, do it. yes. Like, I want to hear more from you. Like, it, it was really cool. It was, it was. And he's such a, like, I think it shows us his strength as a DM. Because, like, obviously he's great at crafting worlds. He's great at having giving it this, like, really lived in, really, like, deep history. Um, but he, you can see in this series, I think, really well that he's great at, handling new players and being able to guide them and kind of get them where they want to go or if they swing wildly and you know in a conversation about a game say hey there's 400 players that can be involved <laughs> yeah he's like okay I, we're gonna roll with this thing <laughs> uh, so yeah i just i, I loved it so much <laughs> eric was there anything specific for you that uh, stood out that you you really liked um yeah kind of just to piggyback off joel just brennan's demeanor as a dm with new players it's um i've seen it in a couple of other campaigns of his where like one or two of the players is kind of brand new and uh it seems like everybody throughout dropout has at some point sat at the table across the seasons yeah um and he's just so good at bringing them along through the story. Um, I kept hoping that Juju B at some point would start talking in the first person instead of just always being third person <laughs> through. <laughs> she, yeah. She never quite got there, but like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but I really loved how, um, Brennan's storytelling was able to create and four separate antagonists for everybody so that everyone, it wasn't just like a four on one thing. They all had their own storylines to completely go through, um, which I think helped the story a lot. Um, Nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I do, he, he, he crafted it in a way where everybody kind of got their own, their own like, their own like way to shine. Like he yeah. gave he gave them all a spotlight. Which let's be clear, half those queens you want to make sure they get their own spotlight. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're drag queens. Come on now, yeah, like let's be they clear. love the spotlight. <laughs> um, you yeah, you've got to give them their own. You they like he gave them their own spotlight. He never really talked down to them in any real way. Like like because that's my thing is what's hard for me with playing D anD D 
is I'm always nervous about playing with seasoned players because I've done one campaign that was like four or five years. It was the it was a super long campaign, and then yeah. I came back um, as an NPC that was actually referenced to a character in a previous in a in a, a previous game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I I've got that going, and then I did a couple of um, I did like a vampire masquerade game. I did a vampire the masquerade LARP um for a bit so like um and it's always it's always fun when you're playing with people that are willing to kind of like oh like you know not really spoon feed it to you but be like oh hey you can do this just so you know like like oh they'll be like pause what are your spells like i want to make sure you're getting the most out of this that you can possibly get and yeah. he's really, really great about that. And he also doesn't really pull punches either. Like, I don't feel like he pulls any punches. Um, I love the the box of doom, like everything, <laughs> like like mm-hmm. him getting with the players. So no, absolutely. Like it's it's one of those feel good pieces of media where like like even when the bad stuff happens and story wise in the game, Brennan just does it in a way though that like makes you it's it's just it's just a lot of fun it's a lot of positivity which is like something we could all use right now yeah and and, and you talked about how he interacts they never fail they always fail forward it feels like in a way yeah. like every failure like it, yes it ca- counts against them but they do move forward through it and I think that was really important and I think he really expertly helped move it forward for four episodes they only had them for a limited number of episodes they had a limited story they could tell and he kept it going throughout the whole thing like it never felt like it dragged it never felt like we were rushing it felt like it was all moving along at the pace it should have and like really i think ends well um when it gets to the final episode uh And again, he he had Juju B to deal with, and like not to say she wasn't a bad player. It's just that Juju B, like one of my favorite moments of the whole thing, is when she's like, "There's I can't remember the exact moment, but she's like, it does this right as she looks at Brennan, <laughs> right? Um, or she thinking she was invisible. Yes. Was oh she- yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious! I was in tears. They were like, "You're in the middle of the bar. You don't. You're like, like I don't have invisibility. No, you have like you have disguise self, but no, you don't have invisibility." And, and everybody being like, "Put your clothes on! Like, what is?" Oh God! Uh, yeah. Oh. So, anything else? Was there anything else, Eric, that you were? Um. I just loved the again another kind of jujube gaff moment like from the very first episode when they're doing their backstories and um uh I forget what character Brennan was at that moment but gives her the last seed of the Fey realm or whatever and she oh. immediately eats it. It was Alvin. <laughs> it was Alvin. Yes, it was Alvin. I'm like oh, you, she's like it's like no, don't you eat it? Like, <laughs> she's like oh, I don't swallow, so that's fine. Like, it was, <laughs> it was it was that was absolutely hilarious and it was funny when jujubee was just like he like he was talking in the chipmunk voice or the squirrel voice and jujubee was like no no say it say it as alvin say it, say it as him yeah. like, <laughs> was like i want to hear that voice more <laughs> yeah no that was jujubee was actually like a, probably a surprise highlight for me like i like i love jujubee but like i didn't know if if she could handle 
like this sort of thing. But actually, she was like the standout for me. Like for me, Juju B was absolutely fantastic. And I actually uh, like clearly they they recorded this in one sitting because they don't change clothes. I, I don't imagine they change clothes. Yeah. Um, but no, I I gotta say something about Brennan's makeup being just a little bit better than everybody else's. <laughs> Brennan's makeup was on fucking point. I was like, what is going on with you? Because holy shit, I was like, I couldn't look away from him. Well, and uh, so Brennan was actually on Monet and Bob's podcast, uh, Sibling Rivalry, and talked about the, that and was like, you know, talked about they had a discussion. They were like, well, do you, do we put Brennan in? Do I like does, Brennan was like, well, do I get in drag? You know, to be a drag queen with y'all? What do I do? And so like apparently the whole costume was like a whole thought process they had to have going into this. And like they settled on, you know, no, he'll just be, you know, made up to look like a character in this world that they're all inhabiting. Um, so But yeah. I I love it. Like, yeah, he, it's like so he, good. Looked, <laughs> he looked absolutely fantastic. And I honestly part of me part of me wants them to do do more seasons where like people not so much made up, but like yeah. like they wear something like as a nod to their character or something or their like yeah. place in the group. I really, really, really loved it. Like I was just like I was gobsmacked. I was just absolutely like, Brennan, why are you <laughs> Why are you bringing it so hard? I mean, granted, I get it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Because in any other seasons of Dimension 20, that hasn't been a thing that they've really done at all. Uh, no. Because they have their miniatures the entire game. So yeah. that's... Um. So I've watched a Court of Fay and Flowers. That's the one. I. That's the only other show I've watched so far. Oh, I haven't 20. seen that season. So. And there is there is a little bit. There are elements of it, and like you, the yeah. uh, the players also kind of get into it because Abria like does a whole like look each episode. Um, yeah. So there's a little bit of that. It's not quite obviously for drag queens and then Brennan made right. out beautifully, <laughs> but it's it is. Um, there is elements of that. So yeah, like I think they are starting to do it more because they do see kind of how it helps immerse in this world that they're creating. It's really, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Um, I, I do. I knew the, I know the new critical role series that they're doing. The candle. Yeah. yeah. They're all getting uh, <laughs> dressed up for that. Yeah. Yeah. And in, it, it is, it, it's really cool. And I like, I, I agree, BJ. I think Freda looked amazing, um, especially, you know, just to be DMing, to have all that and look as great as he did. It was really cool. Um, and I, I loved all that. Um, so we did talk about the miniatures and I do want to tell one story that Brennan told. I'm like relaying a thing from another podcast, but um, 
so apparently like they create everything as it goes. And one of the things that like they had to create was uh Juju B's familiar. So mm-hmm. when Juju B was like explaining what it is, you know, oh it's a cat, it's made out of plants, apparently in the background the production designer like leans over to the person who makes the miniature and is like we should probably get on that right now and start making that. <laughs> that was that was probably one of the most adorable th- things I ever seen was, was when when Juju B they actually bring out the miniature and Juju B's like, oh my god, like <laughs> yeah. like this big dramatic monologue of like how it's going to fuck them up and like throw him into the abyss, and then all of a sudden it's like, here you go, look at this, and they're like, and the music changes to like yeah. the little piano keys, and Juju B's like, oh my god, it's so cute. <laughs> I yes. thought that was absolutely hilarious, and just honestly, uh, just it was it was just great seeing, like, just this sort of media and and the story. I mean, honestly, I, there's very few D and D stories that I'm like, this is terrible. Um, but Brennan's yeah. have always been on point, so it, it was really it was really fun, uh, and I loved seeing Alaska gasp at every like every like turn with Alaska being like. <gasps> Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and I yeah. think in going along with that, I do think it's weirdly, like, it's weirdly accessible. Like, and it's kind of fascinating how, like, this has kind of gone outside the scope of just, like, you know, actual play lovers or D&D lovers. It's kind of got, you know, it's hit the Drag Race fans. But I think, like, you could handle this series to a lot of people and be like, hey, this is D&D. This is what D&D can do. And I think a lot of people would really get into it and probably, like, you know, this would be the piece that could get you addicted to a bunch of these Dimension 20 uh, games. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I love I, the accessibility of it. Just Like I said, it just felt really good. It, you, yeah. you didn't feel like you were being talked down to. You didn't. You, everything was explained in a way where, like you said, new new players could jump in. Old players could yeah. just like watch and just it, and like it, like it was really fun for me knowing which spells they would do kind of before they did them. And then like especially Monet yeah. forgetting she had water walk and they had the <laughs> like that was that is such a D and D campaign thing to do. Like especially when you get up into really higher levels and your spell your spell list is kind of ridiculous. And you're, yeah. you're used to checking the more powerful ones, especially in battle. But those little cantrips, like stuff like Water Walk or like, you know, Message, like those little things that like, you know, you you eventually just put in the pile and forget about, you know, it was it was just really nice seeing like, you know, these these like television personalities be like, I forgot I had a spell. <laughs> well, oh. but then the fact but then the fact that Juju B was like, you didn't have to tell us that. You didn't have to yeah. tell us you, you forgot. You didn't. You didn't have to stop the game and tell us all that you forgot to do this spell that made our lives that our lives more difficult. Like you, you could have just let us gone. <laughs> and to kind of, I think I also want to point. It's also fascinating how they played because, um, like, a thing uh, that I thought was really interesting was like how Alaska played Princess as a barbarian because she would rage. But then, like, they'd be like, well, do you want to do reckless hits? And uh, every time Alaska was like, no, I don't want to do that. And I feel like any other time I've seen a barbarian play, every time they're like, no, I'll do it recklessly. I'll do it recklessly. I don't care. And it was just very interesting to have someone play a barbarian, but be kind of hesitant about doing barbarian stuff. It was kind of interesting to watch her play that. (laughs) I thought it was really neat. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I mean, just good things all around. It's it's yeah. just such a feel good feel good show. Um, yeah. That being said, um, 
I am going to kick this little 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 change to our formula off. Um, if there was a season two of Dungeons and Drag Queens, who would we love to see? And I think my pick for the four questing queens for another season would absolutely have to be um, it, like I like having a newbie that clearly like isn't a hundred percent sure what's going on. I uh, I would have to say uh, have to be Katya. And then if you have Katya, you have to have Trixie. Yeah. So Trixie and Katya being the weirdos that like aren't entirely sure of what's going on or how to do it. But I feel like they would be absolutely hilarious and just have fun. Mm-hmm. And then I believe I would want Bob and I would want Bob and I would want Monet back. So I want Bob okay. and Monet and Trixie and Katya. I think I think the four of them, and if they wanted to do a fifth, it, I believe it would have to be um, it would have to be um, Bianca Del Rio <laughs> because I feel like she's not for this. New, she would literally be going into it being like, "I don't worship the devil," <laughs> like going into it as an older person, being like, "Like what am I? What am, what am I doing with my life right now?" I would I think I think I, she would be the perfect straight man for that cavalcade of weirdos if they if they had a fifth queen but also something about bianca del rio tells me she would also be a rule stickler that if she learned how it worked she'd be like no no do your thing you know how to do this come on don't forget your moves now yeah, absolutely <laughs> so uh, eric uh, what, what would be your dream casting for uh, season two um the pair that i would want to see would probably be uh, jinx and dela um yeah I, I think th- I think they're both I would assume that both of them have probably played D D before. Yeah. They are the just they seem to be that kind of way. Um and I would love to see them get in there and do that. I think it might be too chaotic if it was them, Trixie and Katya. Um, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> A lot God. of cackling. Ninety percent of ninety percent of, of it would be cackling. Uh, okay, I know Jinx can like improv and Jinx would do great, but she can't be stoned. We can't have her stoned out of her gourd <laughs> <laughs> like she was on the pit stop, or that oh is going to be God. one long D and D session. <laughs> um, I would also like to see them expand it at least a couple more episodes, if not yeah. a full ten episode run. Um, I I. I understood kind of why this was limited to this uh, for this um, just because they were all so new to D and D itself. Yeah. Um, and then just the added work of having them be in drag for it. Um, but if there was a way to extend the season, so that way we could get new looks each episode, that Ooh, would be yeah. great too. Um and, uh, and that's a good point. I didn't think about that. The fact that drag queens are notoriously hard to book because they yeah, always yeah. they always working. They always working. So, um, so yeah, that's something you'd have to consider. Since especially since Jinx is she's made it. She's gonna be a Doctor Who <laughs> villain. She's she's mm-hmm. big money now. Queen the mm-hmm. Queen of Queens. Um. So, uh, Joel, what about you? Um, so one that like immediately just watching the show that came to mind that I wanted on this is actually Jada Essence Hall. 
because I think she could bring oh. some juju BS energy to like that same level of just like unaware of what's going on at all times, but also here for every moment. I, I think Jada would be great. Um, yeah. And weirdly, like as you guys were talking and you kind of created- she would definitely bring her look over there comment. No, absolutely. Like- <laughs> oh my God. That's one of her. That's how she activates one of her spells. Look over there. That would be yeah. absolutely hilarious. Um, and since like kind of how you guys structured it, we're actually like in pairs. I, I weirdly kind of want this to be a mom uh, podcast uh, world and to do Jada, Heidi in Closet, who has done Critical Role episodes before, oh, yeah. and then have Willem in Alaska there. Because I also want to unleash Willem on D&D <laughs> and just see what Willem does. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is pure chaos. That is absolute pure chaos. And I love it. And, and that, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, but I, I would also just like, like love to see this cast. Like I already did it come back again and maybe add to, to it. Like I yeah. know, I think six drag Queens might be a lot, but they do typically have casts of six. So I would mm-hmm. like to see kind of like have the four that have done this already have the four that have established characters and then bring in two newbies in like, see what happens when you mix that up. Um, that's a good that's a good point. And the thing is, especially if they have such because I will say Monet Bob, um, Juju B, like Alaska, are they all four of them have fantastic chemistry. So if you can get four with really good chemistry and two that like play really well off of each other, I believe that would definitely that would definitely work even better for like a 10 episode run. Yeah. Um so yeah, so yeah, I I like these picks. I I'm glad one of you said Jinx because after I gave mine, I was like, I should have said Jinx. Like I was gonna be I was gonna be mad at my I was gonna be mad at myself. I would log off this podcast and then just like like take my dog for a walk and I'd be walking down the street in Georgia at night and be like, I didn't think about Jinx. You just shout out Jinx in the top Jinx! of your mind. <laughs> the queen of queens. Ah, like, like or jinx would just morph out of the shadows and be like you didn't mention me Uh. oh another good person that kind of came to mind because she's always um doing like cosplays and stuff and i'm sure she probably gets into it too would be like um dax exclamation point Um, yeah that would be good too or or you could have dax be the dm see that's another that's another angle you could have one of the questing queens become the dm and then you have brennan and a couple of his friends that have zero control over the campaign other than being players. And then you have yeah. the, the drag queen be the GM. And I think that would be hilarious too. I think that would uh, be really fun also. I, I did also have a, another chaos pick. Uh, if we want to just go real <laughs> ridiculous, uh, put candy views up in there. Let's see what candy views <laughs> oh, can do. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's see what candy does when you put her there. And like, I, cause I'm just like looking at a list and there's, there's a lot of like, I think just interesting people you could throw into this kind of thing. And like, maybe they're not nerdy. Um, like, but they could have like acting backgrounds. Like I think like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha would be a cute one from like last season that could do it. Um, yeah. I would love to see Bosco in this kind of setting as well. Cause Bosco has such an interesting kind of take on things. Um, Jimbo would be crazy. Oh, Jimbo would be crazy. Be some oh my God. Um, Sasha Valore is the GM. 
Sasha Velour as the GM, I think, would be absolutely insane because I feel like Sasha Velour is one of those people that plays D&D but would 100% like have an iron grip on the rules and be like, you have yes. like, make sure you have like a dramatic character reveal every episode. Like, some, some it would kind be of the most like cerebral kind of thing, too. She'd be like, all right, I want to hear about the emotional nature of your character right now. <laughs> How are they feeling? She would be doing something like the current um, season of uh, Dimension, or the one that just wrapped the uh, Mentopolis. Yeah. Oh. It's all cerebral. And it's like the noir inside out. It's like crazy. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I feel like they definitely opened a Pandora's box. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, for this because it was uh, honestly it's it was it was short and sweet but i definitely would love them to do it more even if they just brought back the same the same questing queens i i think it would be absolutely phenomenal if they just brought it back and i think they will because they've um they made tweets where they've been like hey would y'all want to see another and like i think they know fan reaction at this point like they they did confirm uh with their announcement that just came out this last week about them killing off college humor and just going dropout they yeah they cycled through a bunch of quick cards of all the shows they have in development and season two was in there oh sweet okay Okay. so i I mean they they've not confirmed any sort of story or cast list or anything like that but just that it's in the works hey as long as the want is there and with stuff like dropout tv it's pretty much very much they're like into like this is this is popular and people like it and we love doing it because let's be clear brennan's like what on season 20 of dimension 20 almost like he's 100 percent going to probably do this till he dies or like actually you know wins wins a oscar at Runs off into the sunset to leave all of his friends. And he doesn't always DM. There's then four or five other DMs that have done seasons of Dimension Twenty. So yeah, so that's 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 why I really love the idea of like how you could have one of the Quest and Queens come back as a DM, and and like as a surprise DM. I would love it if they would just lock RuPaul in a room and like educate him on D and D, and then RuPaul's like a surprise DM for a shortened campaign. I think that would be absolutely God. hilarious. <laughs> like, especially if it's previous drag drag race queens, be like, you thought you were done. You thought you were done. Well, <laughs> um, and I know like uh, Matthew Mercer, who DM for Critical Role, is like a huge fan mm-hmm. of drag queens, and has mentioned on like interviews before on their shows that you know if RuPaul calls and said they wanted to do a D and D challenge, he would come on in a heartbeat and either be like a judge or help you know, help craft it kind of thing. I'm like, hell yeah, bring Brennan and Matt on to freaking drag race and have some kind of D and D challenge. <laughs> have that be done. I almost think there's probably a better chance of Dragula doing a Dungeons and Dragula. They, well, they did on Titans. Yeah. They did. They did. They? Okay. They did. Yeah, yeah. They absolutely did. Yeah. So, so and I mean, uh, they got me with the merch. So, <laughs> Uh, and I, I bought everything they had. I bought the mug. I bought the shirt. I bought all the pins. So they, they got me. So, yeah. I, I am going to go in and change my text notification since I'm uh, changed my text notification to stealth check time. Like, that's <laughs> my, make it the loudest text notification I can possibly have. But, uh, and, and I do want to recommend, I want to recommend to people who, if they're watching it, 
do check out the adventuring party episodes. It's a separate show yeah. to the dimension 20, um, but it is them like after each episode kind of having a debrief about what happened. The Queens get to have questions. Um, and it's this really great, like conversation starter that they have. Um, also in that, you find out how much of a nerd Bob the drag queen is because he goes on a rant about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! That is, I think, only a thing a true nerd can do. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. <laughs> but, but can't uh, recommend those enough. Well, awesome. Thank you. But um, So, yeah, if you guys listening are enjoying this, check out Dimension 20. Um, uh Dungeons and Drag Queens uh, season. It is up on Dropout right now. Um, Dropout right now is running a three day free, um, uh, three days free, five ninety nine a month, and then they think it's forty seven dollars a year. Um, and yeah, and I do you- encourage you to share passwords with friends and gift subs to people. Yeah, they do. That is, yeah, they absolutely do. And if you want like a taste, the first episode of Dungeons and Drag Queens is on YouTube, so you can watch the first full episode. And like, if you just want to see what this is about, you can watch it on YouTube for free, and then do your trial subscription to watch the rest of it. Yeah, spend lock yourself lock yourself in your house for three days with drag queens. I feel like that is that's somebody's fetish somewhere. Um, <laughs> but if you have enjoyed this episode, uh, if you have enjoyed listening to us and our special guest Joel. Um, you feel free to look us up at flameonshow.com or at flameonshow on all of our socials, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, we're still kind of working on re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-re-